welcome into another episode of the Nothing Catchy Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Dewey, aka Reem and Weep. With me, I've got Elijah, aka Greedy Greeting Bang Bang. Hey, how you doing, Elijah? Hey man, what's going on? Not much, not much. So the the season is, I guess, over. Um, we it we got a lot to talk about, um, non-fantasy football related that we'll get into in a little bit. Um, but we'll start off with talking about our league um, and we'll kind of bleed into the other topics as we go. Um, for anybody who's listening and following along um, who's not in our league and was hoping to hear who won this weekend, we actually don't exactly know. Um, as many of you who follow sports in general are aware, um, the Buffalo Bills game and the Cincinnati Bengals game got canceled for this week. Um, there's unknown if it's going to be pushed out to later on and then they're going to play later or if it's just going to be called like a tie um in terms of time frame of things i don't know how they can do anything but a no contest type of a game um which means it would be a tie for either one of them um but if that happens if they don't play and it's a no contest game that would mean hurts donut won by six points um the thing that really stinks, though, is Team Mess had J- Josh Allen to play and still had three quarters to go, and there's a good chance he was probably going to win because a of six, that. Yeah, with a six-point deficit, definitely. Yeah. I mean, he had – did he have any points yet? Um, I don't know if they – Yeah, I think he had some points on the early drive because they drove the field and got that field goal. Um yeah, it looks like he got 2.7 points for that game. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, if he had... I had digs, of course. I don't, I don't have a... I don't, I'm not... My game doesn't matter. Um, you know, and I had, I had digs playing, playing that game as well. But, yeah, I mean, obviously it doesn't matter for me because I'm, I'm a loser. My team's a loser. And that's what happens. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you you could have had a good chance to, to be honest, of beating, um, of beating Jake. Um, they, Diggs had three point six points in one three point six points in that first, basically on that first drive, because he got two balls for twenty six yards. I mean, not like again, not that it really matters because I would have like what ended up like fourth or something like that, um, or fifth, I guess, but. But yeah, I mean, it was clear that they were driving the ball. Both teams were moving the ball. I, I mean, yeah, like it was said yesterday, you know, said yesterday, it was set up to be a good game, and it started that way. Like both teams drove on their opening possessions and got scores. Um, you also so had I, Evan I that, McPherson yeah. too, by the way. You had the kicker. Yes, well, it's just true. I had a kicker too. So you know, I think, I think, yeah, it absolutely, you know, absolutely, obviously, would would make a difference there. I think outside of your two games, um, I think those are the only ones that really would have mattered. Um, I mean, <laughs> it it would have been great for me if my team could have actually played more uh, because I was going up against Burrow, Joe Mixon, and T. Higgins. Um, but with those three people not playing, I still didn't beat him. So um, <laughs> that just yeah, kind of shows you're, my... You're, 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 your matchup was looking... Uh... Your matchup was looking pretty rough. Yeah, it was it was pretty rough. Um, did not do well that week at all. Um, but yeah, besides uh, besides uh, that's just oh my gosh! Like honestly, just looking at that is so painful. 
literally, it's like he benched three people and he beat my eight by, uh, what is that, 20, almost 50 points with three people benched. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, he had Mike Evans Crazy. who went off on 43 points that week. So that's probably why. But yeah, that, that helps. But still, um, that's just, I guess I'll take the bottom. I am the bottom of the barrel. I lost the league miserably for sure this year. Don't worry. Next year is going to be better. Um, I can guarantee I am not going to be at the bottom next year. I am I think it would be fun. I, I still think it would be fun if everybody was allowed one keeper. Like, you, you could take one player with you forward. <laughs> that would be fun, actually. Um, not like, not, you're not, this isn't a dynasty thing where, you know, you, whatever, but just like one keeper. Like, it, you'd have, so it would be really hard, right? You have a roster full of studs. You know, for me, mine's easy. I, I would keep my namesake, um, you know, other than this week where he was a complete and total baby um, <laughs> on the field um, that, you know, not, not to say that his total production was totally on him, but, but he, he acted like a baby when deleted his uh, Twitter afterwards. Yeah. Um, Cause he was getting trolled so bad. Um, I didn't know he actually deleted know. it. That's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. He, he deleted his Twitter um, cause he's getting trolled so bad, but, um, you know, I, I think the reality of that is, is that, you know, and that's just a, a bad way to act. Like you're a professional athlete. I don't care if you're only 23 years old, like you're getting paid millions of dollars to play a kid's game. Yeah. Like, and don't, people, don't act like a baby. Like that was his first, the first time I've ever seen JJ act like <laughs> other no. than that, he's always been this like super humble, hardworking guy. And then this week he just. You know, I'm, and he could be. I mean, there's no reason like not to be frustrated. I think he was frustrated more at Cousins than he was at like Jair Alexander. Because the reality is, like, and KOC talked about it later, was like he was like there were like six opportunities. You know, there, there were a handful. You know, there were a good handful of options I and mean, opportunities. I talked over to Kirk with afterwards that we had JJ open, and he didn't take it. Or if he would have waited with the ball a half second longer, like the pressure wasn't there but he, the ghost pressure had gotten to him at that point in time, and, and he could just throw the ball to J.J. Like, J.J. was coming open, but he took a check down, or he threw it into traffic because J.J. wasn't open quite yet. Yeah. Or whatever. Um, I really, but, yeah. I really I mean, like your idea, and I wish Jake was on here to be able to talk to this idea, um, but I'm sure he'll listen later. There was a league that I helped manage uh, one year where I did, I, I was able to go through in the settings and figure this whole out, and I would allow people to do one keeper. But what was yep. really cool about it is you didn't, you would have to, your keeper was based upon also the average draft value of the players at a certain point in the before the season started. So, like, what I mean by that is you can do all these, like, fantasy draft type things beforehand to kind of get an idea of where people are average being drafted. And so yep. you could, it's kind of like how keepers are in the, you know, in, in general, but I could keep Dalvin cook, but it would be the average round minus one. So like if he was always being drafted in the second round, I would give up my third round pick to keep Dalvin cook. Um, sure. And so doing that was actually really cool. Or your first round pick. Yeah. So if I kept, I bet this year, if I kept Kenneth Walker, he would be a first round pick. Yep. Um, so he would be drafted right. in the first round. So, um, I would lose 
my second round. So you never actually lose your first round. You'd always get your first round no matter okay. what. Um, so I got you. So that's, ah, the, I mean, I'd be down for that. Yeah. Like I was saying, you know, that's what I was saying earlier. Like, I, I think it would be fun to do some stuff like that. We can talk about that if the group wants to keep playing together. I think that could be a lot of fun. Um, you yeah. know, to, to play, to, to, to make some adjustments to the rules going forward. Yeah. Um, to be able to do that. And if Jake needs help, um, setting that stuff up, I've never, we're, we are thinking about moving to sleeper. I know. And I talked to Jake and Dion a while ago in one of the episodes, we talked about how wanting to shift to the sleeper app. Um, so I know sleeper is also super dynamic and allows you the flexibility to do tons and tons of things. And that's kind of what makes them yeah. really awesome. So I know we should be able to do a lot of these things on the back end. Um, but I do, I kind of like the idea of being able to keep a player, at the average draft value minus one round so that you, you, it's like a benefit. Yeah. You're not, you're not paying the full price for the player. Um, and yeah. that gives a little bit more strategy too, because then I might be like, okay, Isaiah Pacheco really didn't do that great, but he's probably a seventh or eighth round, you know, pick. Right. You're not really giving him up much to keep him. Yeah, exactly. So that might be kind of fun. Yeah. Or Kadarius Tony probably didn't do yeah. enough this year to be worth a lot. So, well, like, yeah, like that's a good point. Like how many can you do and can you basically give up all of your team except for your first round pick, for example, mm-hmm. uh, to do that if you so chose, like it'd be interesting. Yeah. You know, it's kind of an interesting concept too. Cause like for me, like you look at my wide receivers, that was the strength of my team when they were healthy and healthy, obviously throughout, but like I'm in Ross St. Brown, like, yep he fell to me in like the third or fourth round. That's not, you know, I think maybe fourth or fifth round, Like that's not going to happen again next nope. year. Like the dude was a stud every game he played. Yep. I mean, he's a little injury prone, so he may not be a first rounder. Right. But he's not going to fall to the fourth or fifth round because he was a stud when he did play. Um, and somehow I, I still don't know. And I look at my like wide, like how did I end up with JJ, Stefan Diggs and Alvin Ross St. Brown and still only end up five and eight. Like, <laughs> what? I went from like the number one projected uh, team to being whatever I'm going to end up in, you know, sixth place. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, like, looking at the main breakdown of the league here real quick, you know, let's just look at Jalen Hurts or Hurts Donuts team. You know, what made his team so good, I do think, is he had a stack. Um, he had the Philly QB and wide receiver stack. Um yeah, and he had both a wide receiver, so he was really double making sure that he 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 really banked on them being good, and it, it paid off. And I think um, yeah. I think Jake could have done better if he had Mahomes and then um, had found the the stack with Ty- or with uh, Kelsey. If he had really put Kelsey. all of his eggs yeah. in the basket for that stack, um, that's what yeah. I plan to research this off season for myself is finding yeah. what stacks. I think, are I think good. that's a super fair. I think that's a super fair point. I think, like, for me, I think my original setup was better. But, I mean, like, I got killed on injuries. You know, DeAndre Swift was out for, like, four four or five weeks of injury. Alan Ross St. Brown was out for four or five, six weeks of injury. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then Lamar Jackson came out balling, played really great games, and then fell apart. Uh, I picked up Justin Fields right as he was getting hot, and then he got injured and was out. It's just like, you know, I had like a QB carousel. And just like any, any, I think any team that has a QB carousel, like you're going to get hurt. Like it's just going to hurt you. 
Yeah. Uh, because by whatever whatever's available, by the time you need to go pick someone up off a waiver, whatever, um, when your number one and number two go down, you're looking for a third quarterback. You know you're screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that hurt a lot. I think you're right. The stack really paid off for him. I mean, Devonta Smith. And AJ Brown. I mean, AJ Brown. Obviously, he's he's been a rock star this year. Um, and he picked up Tyreek in like the sixth round. I remember him being on the board in the sixth, the sixth round. And it turns out Tyreek's still Tyreek, um, <laughs> no matter right. who, who who's throwing in the ball. Right. Literally, whoever's throwing the ball. Thompson, Bridgewater, Tua. It doesn't really matter. Like you know, they get the ball to him in space, and Tyreek still does Tyreek things. Yeah, even at his age, because he's not a young guy anymore. Yeah, you, um, do you know who I think is the sneaky? You know the sneaky stack is this next year that I'm going to keep a close mm-hmm. eye on it, and so it may or may not stick with me. But then um, I might have to listen to this episode again before we draft, so I remember. But Trevor Lawrence, <laughs> I think Trevor Lawrence is going to be good, dude. Trevor Lawrence is a baller. And guess who? Do you remember who they who they acquired as well? They got oh shoot, I'm uh, a blank on his name from Atlanta. He's suspended for the whole year. Um, Atlanta. Oh, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, Calvin Ridley. He's going to. Yeah. There. They still have um, Kirk, Christian Kirk, who's, yeah, who's pretty Kirk. good. Um, I ETN. That offense has been. That offense, been, yeah. That, that offense has been balling, dude. Yeah. I I've I've, I've ended up watching a handful of Jags games here you know, the last few weeks, and I'm like, like I I remember when Trevor Lawrence was first coming out. Uh. To draft, how many years was that now? Two, two or three years ago. Um, and I remember like kept following Vikings media and being like, "We need to, we need to like mortgage the house, like you know, take out a second line of equity, <laughs> like do whatever we need to do, get rid of all the other draft picks we have this draft, and go up and get him." That was a big thing in the Viking community because everybody was just like. Like we know Kirk's not the answer. Like this is just supposed to be a band-aid solution, but the team's got some good talent. Like let's let's go out and get Trevor Lawrence. And like after watching the last I mean, we'll see how he continues to do. Let's see if he chokes or if he plays rock solid here this week and, and secures the division and gets into the playoffs. But like, you know, at least the last few weeks, I'm like, okay, I can see why people think that, at least. I'm not saying he's like the guy, but he's also making the Jacksonville Jaguars look good. Yeah. Yeah, so yeah, he's, they're the ones that I'm thinking. If I had to do a sneaky one, where I don't think it's not going to be on a lot of people's radar, uh, very it won't much be at on that anybody's time. radar. I'll forget all about it by the time next season starts. <laughs> Let's unless, hope so. Unless they somehow sneak into the playoffs and just like go on a run. That's In true. In that case, we'll probably all know it. That's like, we're, true. We'll be like, holy shit, this guy's good. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Excuse me, <laughs> language. Oh, you're good. You're good. Um, one block. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just but, have to uh, put the, the anyway, no, not for kids. Point. That's a good point. <laughs> well, I mean, I have to say, like, I don't know if you look at those, like the, the, the projections versus the final. Uh, now I got to figure out how to do that on the computer. I know how to do it on my phone uh, where it tells you like, this is where we think like, this is where you're projected, where you were projected to be uh, versus oh. where you started. Here we go. Yeah. I went from number one to six. Hertz went from two to one. Talk about consistency. I've never yeah. gotten that kind of consistency out of a fantasy football team. Like, I knew as soon as it said one, I was screwed. I was like, I'm really screwed. Because <laughs> something always happens. Like, your perfect team falls apart. Yep. Team Mess is saying three. Uh, trying to figure that out because they're sitting in, he's sitting in the final up there with Hertz. 
Um, but he stayed at three, so he started at three, stayed at three. Team Fitz went from four to five, so stayed pretty consistent. Reed Naughty Boy really uh, outperformed his original projection, uh, five. And now they're saying two, so I don't know if Reed Naughty Boy is, has some kind of a tiebreaker on hmm. Team Mess's ranking if Team Mess, like, loses. That's weird, this yeah. week. I don't really know what's going on there. Uh, Jake went from six to seven. And uh, Vladdy Daddy went from seven to four. And according to good. this, you started at number eight and you finished at number eight. What can I say? So I, I like to fulfill. Consistency. <laughs> Consistency. Um, so I had the biggest drop. Uh, looks like uh, Reed's Naughty Boys and Vladdy Daddy had the two biggest increases overall. And I realized we are not following our script at all. We were just going all over the place. It's all good. Today. It's all good. Um, it's fun. It's a fun conversation. You know, <laughs> but it's just kind of some things I've been noticing because you know, my team had so much potential and just really fell off a cliff in really important weeks. Yeah. Uh, I think like I had some of my toughest competition. Uh, I, I think I still had some of my toughest competition in some of the few weeks. Not not this week even included, but some of the other weeks where like JJ got shut down or where Diggs maybe only got ten points or whatever, where my stack of wide receivers or stack of, of running backs were only producing like thirty or forty points between all four positions, yeah. um, and that's just not going to get it done when you have your two running, you know, RB one, RB two, and your two wide receiver positions all producing only on an average of ten. Like that's just not going to get it done, and that's what happened to me early on. Um, I think this season, I think that's really what pushed my performance down. And then if you look at like the most recent couple, like a few weeks of performance, maybe this week excluded, um, given that I got a couple of players who didn't get a play, uh, but like leading into the, the playoffs, like I, I my, my team started to kind of perform a little bit better again, because people were getting healthy kind yeah. of mid season. Um, but, uh, I think, I think that's the thing. Like, are you, are you going to get lucky enough that, uh, are you going to get lucky enough? that you're able to to maintain. Um, otherwise, you're going to end up like me and you fall five points in the uh, standing projections based off of where you were projected to finish. Yeah. So this is something that I was thinking about for the league. Um, we talked about this a little bit before we started to hit record. Um, and I'm just curious what your thoughts are on it. Um, I was thinking, looking at how close Team Mess and Hertz Donuts is in terms of a score – and the unknown yeah. aspect on if they're going to play this game, if at all. And again, I've already kind of hinted at my opinion on it. I don't think they're going to play it at all. And I think it's going to be considered yeah. a wash um, or a tie. Do you think it is fair uh, for us to just say, hey, Hertz, you won the league because of how the, it all panned out. You won 203 to 997. However, um, we don't. We, we all had, we talked about a $20 buy-in that everybody pays the winner 20 bucks. Um, that team mess doesn't have to pay the $20 or do you think there's a, another alternative that might be just as good or what do you think? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, I was just looking at the, see if the, the, the NFL can just like call a game, but assuming that this is the case, I mean, I think, I think a really fair thing, um, is either, you know, again, is either so. So, assuming that this is the way it ends, the six-point difference with your your quarterback left to play, which is almost like a guarantee, but not a guarantee. Yeah. Um. You know, even if you even if you were to go look at his his performance, if you looked at Josh Allen's season-long performance, 
uh, his lowest, um, what's his lowest points that he's had all Six, season? I was going to look that up. 12 points. Looks like How his much? lowest. 12? 12 points. So even if you took his season low, team S still wins. Yeah. Right? So I think, like, the two options, right, that, that they're out there is team S doesn't have to pay in if we decide to even do this pay-in thing this time around. Or we split it. And the rest of the, the, those two guys don't have to pay in, either Team Mess or Hertz. And we pay, you know, everybody pays the 20 in, but 10 goes to Team Mess and 10 goes to Hertz, you know, Hertz Donut. Mm. And they kind of just split the pot and call it a draw at the number one spot. Yeah. I, I actually uh, even like if that ESPN one. ends up calling it, you know, even if the ESPN ends up calling it, you know, that Hertz won or whatever at some point. Yeah, I, I think that's probably the, the fairest thing out of all of it because of how close the game is. Um, and I know we there's some conversation about D, one of Dion's other leagues and stuff, and he was trying to figure out yep. what to do as the commissioner there and stuff. And I just don't really like the idea of playing a Week 18 um, push because right. I do think you're just changing – you're taking one bad situation where the people in first and second place obviously have some players in that game, and they're not yep. going to play – they're losing out. Um, and then the next week you're just pushing it for one more week out and there's a good chance that, you know, yes, those players may play now, but there's going to be other people on their team. Like we'll just, we'll just look at team mess. For example, um, if you pushed it out one more week, um, Ezekiel Elliott, Elliott may not play the whole game. Um, Keenan Allen right. is locked in. So he maybe sits the whole game. Travis Kelsey, if they have the game under lock at halftime, he's going to sit. Um, you know, so yeah. like it's going to be a rough game for yeah, him. Yeah, I, mean, I think that's I think that's a super fair comment. I think that the yeah, I think that out of all of the the guys on his group, I would say the most likely the most likely sit is Keenan Allen because he he already missed however much of this season because he was injured. They're not going to risk him being injured. I bet he doesn't even take a sing. I I would be flabbergasted if he takes a single snap. Yeah, because I don't think they can move Keenan their Allen. standing. I, whatever. I don't think that winning. What? I don't think their winning moves them up any anywhere in the standing. No, it doesn't. That's what I'm saying. So they're so if you have any guys, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, anybody like that on your team, they're not playing this week. Yeah, because they don't have they they've got their playoff spot. There's no point for them to play. Yeah, uh, the only reason why they'd be playing is if they just do not legitimately have enough depth on the depth chart. Yep. Um, to have them play, but like I think you look at like. But let's be real. They should have enough depth on the depth chart. I think you look at the end of like like the, the I mean I watched you know pretty much to the end of the Vikings game, just because I was curious to see if Nick Mullins would ever get any reps, which he did. Uh, you know, take the Vikings example. Their wideout one was is what their normal wideout three was, and the other guys playing wideout in those last two series that they had the ball were um, special teams guys. Special teams wide they're wide receivers by training, but they. They're like buried on the depth chart. They don't even show up on the depth chart as wide receivers because they're part of the special teams unit. And I think that's what you're going to get in, in what I wanted to say was San Diego, but the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, is that, you know, Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, those two guys have already missed time this year. They're not going to risk them. They're going to want them to be healthy. I can't imagine if I'm LA, like if there's nothing for me to play, there's no fine put there. Like I don't want him to be injured. Um, because he's been injured and hurt a lot this season, and so you want him to be as healthy as So I think that's the thing. The other thing I was going to suggest is an option, but I'm looking at Mess 
is he doesn't have any quarterbacks on his bench. So, like, my other suggestion was going to be that, like, is there a way that, like, you can say, okay, well, because this game's called, he's got a quarterback. If he has a one other quarterback on his bench, um, then letting him sub out that one player. Oh, that would have been interesting. Be my other, you know, but he doesn't have he doesn't have a quarterback on his bench, so um, there's no that's not an option, right? Like, so you know, so and a lot of people play that way. Like I played that way in the past, where I don't have a quarterback on the bench um, either. Like once I get past the bye weeks, I, you know, I get rid of them. Um, so I've definitely done that myself. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, I, I think that's the thing. Like I just think that. So that's where I think those those things become challenging. I think one of the things that we talked about in the Discord chat was like, do you give him Josh Allen's coverage this year? Yeah. Uh, you know, whatever his his. And again, because we know what his floor was, that's going to be high enough for Mess to get the win. So I think just the, calling it a draw and let those guys split the cash uh, is completely and totally fair. Yeah. Yeah. No, I I agree. Um, I we'll see what Jake says and we can see the the commission stuff, but that's I think I I agree. I I vote for that idea of just splitting it between them so that um, they still get some money um, and it's you know it's a little bit more consolation because you know we I don't feel like we can dub team mess the winner, uh, but I also don't feel yeah. like he should be have lost either. Um, so yeah, for sure. So shifting it over sure. um, to a little bit non fantasy football from here on out. Um, we we had we had some spicy conversation in our Discord because um, there there's some things that happened again for anybody who's living on a rock and is listening to a football podcast and doesn't know what happened you're crazy um, but obviously there was a Buffalo Bills player who had um, a cardiac arrest on the field after a tackle um, and was given CPR and uh, what is it AED. Um, where he got shocked back, yeah, the 80, got yeah. his heart shocked back yep. in rhythm, um, was taken to the hospital, uh, ended up putting a breathing tube in, uh, still been in ICU or critical care. Um, I've heard yep. positive things that he's, you know, down to 50% oxygen that he, he was needing. Uh, he was previously at a hundred. So, uh, first and foremost, you know, we want to make sure in the conversation that ensues, it is not in any way. Uh, detriment or trying to degrade or think less about the injury that happened. Um, we understand the seriousness of the injury um, and we want him to recover and we don't want anything like that to happen to anyone ever. Um, but some of the conversations we're going to have moving forward do ask, ask some questions about the NFL in a way that some people, um, because I've seen on Twitter would deem um, offensive or, um, rude or things like that. And I do think that there are some questions that are valid still to ask and have conversations around um, while still being obviously respectful of the person and what happened. Um, yep. The the main thing that was brought up, uh, Jake wanted to chat about this, and I really wish Jake was here for this one because this would have been a fun conversation to have with him to get his perspective. Um, but Skip Bayless, um, people either love him, hate him, you know, whatever, he's a high personality. Um, I've seen some of his clips and stuff. I don't usually agree or disagree with his clips that from uh, Undisputed. Um, that's his show with uh, Shannon Sharp, I believe. Um, but he posted very shortly after the injury happened while they're trying to figure out what to do with the game. Um, 
And they, I think they decided that to cancel it. And then shortly afterwards, he said in his tweet, no doubt the NFL is considering postponing the rest of the game, but how? This late in the season, a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome, which uh, which suddenly seems to be so irrelevant. So yeah. that that was not received well by the masses. I think it could yeah. have been worded better for sure. I think the part yeah. that really got him in most trouble is that last part where he said, which seems so irrelevant, um, almost like he's saying the game is more important than this injury. Um, which I think is the opposite of what he's trying to say. I think what he's trying to say is all the stuff I just said is, is seems irrelevant until we know how Hamlin's doing. I think that's actually the I message think, he's trying to say. I can see I've been that. watching the video clips to, today to see him you know, for, I'm sure that's what he said on his show, assuming he had the opportunity to have his show today. To me, that's what he's trying trying to say. Yeah, I, I think you know, and I think Jake called it out in the chat that like he probably should have started the tweet with that. So the people understand this is all irrelevant, but this is what the NFL is considering right now. Yeah. Um. And, and so I, you know, and I know a lot of people have been calling for Roger Good saying, you know, this is ridiculous. Like, how would you expect your guys to go back out there and play? Uh, you know, giving them five minutes for warm-ups and all this other stuff. I, I think the reality is that, like, this Skip Bayless tweet that says that, like, I, I really think, I think he's, he, I think he's saying what a lot of people aren't comfortable in saying, which is, yeah. what are we going to do with this game? Yeah, it, exactly. It's, we, it's week, eight, it's week seventeen going into week eighteen. Yeah, um, this, this isn't an easy. This, what, what, Right. When, when are we going to put this game? It's not like we've got bye weeks that we could take their bye week away uh, and play this game on their bye week or something like that. The bye weeks are over. They've been over a week or two now. Um, so there's no more bye weeks. It, it's coming into the last the week of the season. Everybody's got a game this weekend, uh, all 32 teams. And I think that Skip Bayless is saying, like, the uncomfortable. Um, I don't know the timing of this tweet. Like, I don't know if he knew that CPR was happening. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. You know, like, I know that that it happened approximately at eight twenty-five or something like that, uh, Eastern time. Uh, and so, you know, I, I know it happened relatively quickly into the game. Tweets pretty time pretty quickly with that. Um, and I think people are saying, well, like, why are you talking about the game right now when a person's life is at stake? I think now when you look at it, like I said, I read it that he's saying. The game is it doesn't really matter what the what what happens with the season. This season's over, essentially. It doesn't really matter. What matters is, is Hamlin's life. I think that's what he's trying to say in that last sentence. Yeah. Um, but I think he raises some good points. Like what are you gonna do with this game? Yeah. Now. You you know, because it has massive playoff implications. I think that the NFL's been trying to be careful about what they say. That there's a whole other thing there because there's you know ESPN and, and Joe and uh, Joe and Troy are trying to say, well, we heard from the league about that whole five minute thing and the league saying, what are they talking about? They haven't talked. They didn't hear from the league. They were going to be given the five minutes. We never said anything to anybody. And so they're trying to backpedal to protect themselves. Nick um, Wright, I think. Nick Wright had a comment where I was watching his segment Um talking about this situation and he he said he doesn't believe the nfl would have actually said 
they had five minutes and then they had to get back out there. He's like, I think that that's what the typical policy of the NFL is for injuries. And this was an outside of the, uh, the normal circumstances. And so um, he's like, I'm pretty sure the NFL was frantically trying to figure out what to do because it was not the normal. And if the normal policy is still five minutes, yeah. that's what people will know. And that's what people will regurgitate is yeah. like, well, this is our normal policy. Right. And that's probably where it came from. Again, I'm not trying to, you right. know, defend the NFL or anything like that. Cause I don't know, but I'm just trying to think logically yeah. of the situation. What is no, you know, well, as well, somebody... my, my bet is that, you know, yeah. I, and I think thinking logically is that the NFL, if they made that comment or, like you said, Joe and crew were just regurgitating the rules or whatever. Um, I I think that it probably happened before they realized, like, no, a, a guy, a cardiac arrest is, your heart has not be he died on the field. Yeah, yep. Someone, someone just died in an NFL football field last night. Like, they were able to resuscitate him, but he was still dead. Yeah, be very clear about that. So his heart was beating again. The CPR was effective, and the pulse was found. He was he was in fact dead on that football field. Yeah, call that you know you can call it whatever you want to call it, cardiac arrest, etc. You know, his whole body, however long that was, until they had a pulse, etc. Um, you know, he was, he was there on the field and, and that, and so, and I think that like that, when you came from that perspective, one, I was quickly doing some math. Like I'm not taking the whole hundred years of football history, like what we were talking about prior to, to start in podcast. Yeah. But, but if you just think the last 40 years, which is what I would call the modern of, of, of the NFL, like mind you, like probably the last 30 is probably a little fairer. I was running some math. So if you think about this from this perspective, um, and, and probably 30 years is probably a fairer number because of, you know, whatever, but I kind of adjusted to say a 17-game season, that would include playoffs for pre, uh, the pre-seven, you know, pre-16-game era. And it's kind of like, it's, it's understated is what I'll say. Um, you know, if you think about it from this perspective, there's 17 games on average, understanding that this isn't entirely right, but we'll call it there's 16 games a, a week, right? Yeah. And there's approximately a uh, hundred games of offense or a hundred snaps of offense or defense or whatever. There's a hundred snaps per game, right? Each, each team uh, gets around 50 or so snaps uh, per game, a little, you know, a little higher, a little lower depending on your air. Uh, right. So in a given NFL season, there's about 27,200 opportunities for this to happen. Theoretically, yeah, right. Uh, and then you think about that, and we'll, we'll use thirty years instead of the forty years that I was using earlier, because the forty years bumps it up even higher. There's been eight hundred and sixteen thousand opportunities for this exact event to happen, and it's never happened before. Wow. Right, and that might be even understating it. Cause a lot of games have more than a hundred snaps, but I'm I'm thinking you know that even adjusts for era. But like even if you just use since nineteen ninety. Or, or so, 1992 on, the modern, what I would call modern NFL era, 816,000 snaps. Like, the reality is, it's like, this isn't something that they have in their rule book. It's not something that they're prepared for. It's never happened. Like, the NFL is probably like, we've had ambulances on the field before. Did you know, right? did, did you know it actually and, has happened once before? Someone actually died 
1971. Um, really? I was just reading this I've article. Okay. Yeah, so the Lions, um, Lions wide receiver in 1971. Uh, his name was Chuck Hughes. He was 28 years old. He's a wide receiver. Um, he caught a pass for 32 yards, his first catch of that season, and was tackled. Yeah. And then several plays later, uh, with 62 seconds left in the game, he fell face down on the ground, clutching his chest. What had happened was that he had a blood clot, and the tackle released it, and it went in his brain or in his chest, and it killed him. Um, yeah. And he died on the stadium, and they resumed play. <laughs> um, Holy cow. Yeah. It says uh, they – uh, where would it go? Yeah, the life-saving measurements continued in the hospital, and the game resumed before a um, crowd. <laughs> but yeah, he ended up passing away from it. Wow. Um, that was the only time that I it, see that. I'm I'm seeing that. Yeah, I'm seeing that article. That's that's wild. Um, that's wild. I think the thing that's interesting there because you said that he was gripping his chest. See, I think the thing that's really that's that's only slightly different. Obviously, is. Um, cardiac arrest, everything shuts down, right? Like it's like boom. It's like somebody flipped a light switch off, in a sense. Right. So, so, so a cardiac arrest is 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 how someone dies after a heart attack. Right? Oh, interesting. But they don't have to have it together. Mm. Right. So your your cardiac arrest is your heart. Not at all. Uh, but cardiac arrest is your your heart is stopped. Right. So your heart is stopped. Um, and so. And then basically, like at that point in time, you were dying. Like, I mean, you're you're dying very quickly. You you're not technically dead immediately, which is what happened to Hamlin. Yeah. Right. He stood up. Right. He stood up. He had enough time to stand up, um, and then his heart stopped, or his heart had stopped. You know, there's arguments like I've had some conversations. Uh, there's arguments that like, well, yeah, he stayed laying down on the ground. Like, what did have happened? Like, Potential that that's like the answer to that question is no. He stood up, no blood being pumped to his brain. He immediately falls, right? Yeah. At that point in time, he has died. Now, if you have a heart attack, uh, a heart attack is different because it's, it's right, it's caused by a blockage or blood clot or blockage or what have you that um, can then lead to, right, your heart stopping beating. Mm. But it, it doesn't necessarily, right? So, um, or it, it will untreated for too long, but it's not usually like an immediate acute thing. Um, but it has signs, right? The, the, the painful, the pain in your chest, the, 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 uh, your pain and numbness, etc. Um, you know, there's signs of a heart attack, whereas like a, a sudden acute, uh, cardiac arrest, what happened to Hamlin, um, there's not necessarily really signs. I mean, I, I'm sure he probably was dizzy for a second, right? Cause he, the blood's not getting pumped to his head. So as soon as he stood up that, you know, all the, you know, gravity's pulling the blood down and nothing's putting it back up there. Yeah. Um, I'm getting like saying that in layman's terms, but that's kind of generally what happens. Um, so that's why I say like only slight difference, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's still wild. I didn't actually know. Sorry. Hopefully I wasn't too bad. Um, I didn't actually know that. Um, I, you know, I think like my dad and I were talking about, uh, years ago, I think there was like a, a lions player, man, bad luck on the lions. I, I'm pretty sure it was a lions player that was uh, paralyzed. Mm. Like he was paralyzed in game. And I remember that being a really long stoppage. Um, and they had an ambulance out there on the field, um, and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and there's been some really bad, some really bad injuries before, 
um, you know, but never, never actively doing CPR in the middle of the field, I think. Because I, I think even in this situation, I don't think that they were doing CPR on the guy, were they? Uh, at Hamlin, they were, yeah. 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 I don't oh, know. Oh, they about... were frantic attempts to revive him, including him in front of his chest. Wow. We're unsuccessful. People in the stadium watched in shocked silence as the stretcher wheeled him away. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Just, that's craziness. So here here's some questions then. Based upon let's talk about let's talk about the things we can't talk about, you know, with that. We I mean we got kinda of talked about the skip thing. Totally understand that it can be misinterpreted and stuff. Um, I don't yep. think it's as bad as people think with, you know, saying to fire him personally. Um, but uh, looking at the situation, what, what scenario do you think is fair? Um, there's been a number of theories that I've heard float around. Um, one is they say shift all the playoffs one week so that instead of that gap where it's the Hall of Fame game, um, there is no Hall of Fame yeah. game, and it just shifts up um, the, right the, up to the, the playoffs. The, the Pro Bowl game or Pro Bowl, yeah. Thanks. So the Pro Bowl is not there. Yeah. Oh, we, sorry, Hall of Fame game is the first first game of preseason. Yeah. <laughs> just gonna. <laughs> we'll shift it way off. Um, the, yeah. the the problem that I don't like with that is I do like the two weeks to prepare for each other for the teams, and right. yeah. you know they wouldn't have that ability to do that. Um, but that's one option, and that would then mean Cincinnati and um, the and the Bills play one, that last week when, when everybody else has a week off. And again, that gives a, an advantage to everybody else who gets a time off uh, for that. Yeah. Um, so, so one, yeah. So one thing that's an interesting call to. Um, so your thought was that they pushed the playoffs out. This and is, then it's just a theory I've heard. I don't, I don't agree with it. And what would be like week 19, yeah. basically. And yeah. a week 19 by week for everybody else. Um, that's an interesting, that's a really interesting thought process. Uh, I hadn't really thought about that one yet. I liked your other one that you were talking about. I think that we talked about, which was that of just giving everyone this week, like instead of like making everyone play this week. And everyone gets a bye week this week. Still doesn't solve for what do you do with Bengals, Buffalo, but maybe gives you a couple of extra days in there to like work it out. Like maybe they could play like if everyone had Sunday off. You know, I'm sorry, Bills, Buffalo, whatever, Bills, Bengals. Maybe Bills and Bengals play on like Tuesday, and then they play again on Sunday or Monday or something like that. Yeah. Um. So then they they have a short week. Um. Like they were going to have anyway, um, so they would still play this coming week um, instead of you know instead of coming back around to it. Obviously, it sounds like they just want to keep Week 18 the way Week 18 it is, um, yeah. and everyone's going to go play. Like I, I think we talked about this. Like I, I I think like obviously your other players, you're like dude, this this is crazy, but, like, it's fine. Like, we'll we'll go play. Like, it's not our guy. Like, I mean, like, obviously we're a tight community, but he's not our player. Like, you know, and we're going to go play our game and whatever. It might be fine for everybody else. I can't imagine it being fine for the Buffalo Bills. I Maybe that might extend to the Bengals, too. Um, Probably not as much. I think that, like, to your point, um, I think it's one of those situations where, to kind of consider and put their money where their mouth is and consider like the emotional 
and like mental health of their players at this point. Like, do you really care about the people or, or the CTE and concussion protocol stuff just to show like, um, I, I think a question that I was talking and I think I maybe threw it in the chat threw it in the discord chat, but like I was talking to some people at work today too about this who were pretty outspoken about it. Um, again, cause like for, because of where I work, um, and, and having a lot of specialties in this stuff related, related to some of these conditions, like, like the number of concussions that we've had this year, I feel like is way up. Like supposedly they have this whole like good concussion protocol, blah, 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 blah. I mean, like, I don't feel like we've ever had a year where we had like, you know, we were talking earlier this year about Tua and Tua's like on what concussion number three or four yeah. this year. Yeah. Three. Yeah. Uh, you know, and um, I think that like, well, I think it's three officially because if you remember that yeah. first stumbling one, they never was a concussion, but then he got a concussion the next week. Yeah. Like, so I think it, it's three officially and like maybe a fourth because he stood up and he was stumbling around. Um, and, you know, maybe it should be more than concussion. Maybe nervous system related injury should automatically rule you out basically for a, for a game in a, or a week or whatever. Um, but there's a lot of guys like that. Like, I know, like, for me, obviously, I follow the Vikings. The Vikings have had, like, three players go out with multiple concussions this year. Like, three, like, um, some of which have ended up on, like, they are because, you know, and I think back to, like, the Percy Harvin era. And Percy Harvin was, like, he'd miss a game because he had migraines. But yeah. even the migraines, was, right? Like, getting pounded in the head every play you took on a snap. I'm just thinking about, like, players like that who, uh, you know, I think that like, but I feel like this year, I, I feel like it's been really noticeable. And of course, if you're the NFL, you'd be like, because we improved the way we report on it, that's why there's been so many more. And I'm like, is that really true? Or did you change the design of your helmet? Something like that. And clearly you're putting guys out there and they're getting reconcussed. I feel at least at a much faster pace than they ever have before. Yeah, no, I think, I think that you're correct. I, I, have always been, I mean, if anybody who's been listening to this podcast all the way through, um, I believe pretty heavily in the idea that if you get a concussion and it's obvious, you know, the the, the absolute obvious ones, um, there's yeah. one. I, I think back about a game with Jamal Charles, and I know concussions can happen in many different ways, but it was a playoff game where he had his first drive, was handoff, uh, it was at the Colts, and when it went to the right side and got tackled and his head hit the the turf, but it didn't look like it hit that hard. And he went out of the game with yep. a concussion, right? And I remember being like, that's so dumb. Like, he barely touched the ground. It shouldn't be a thing, blah, blah, blah. And, yep. like, I was really upset because he was out for the whole playoff game. We ended up losing that game. And, yep. like, having that perspective. And then my wife is an OT, and she talks about traumatic brain injuries all the time. And I've been around yeah. more situations about people who've had concussions and I've had more understanding about how, when your brain gets like bruised in a sense, um, yeah. it, it takes a while for that to heal. And if you bruise it again before it has healed, that's when permanent brain damage happens. Yeah. And if you bruise yeah. it a third time after that, you're all but guaranteeing, like Alzheimer's and, you know, all these other yeah. neurological diseases that are going to come in um, at a later time. So, like, I feel terrible for Tua because his later years are all but guaranteed to be rough because of it, you know? Yeah, um, oh, for sure. And so I've always believed that it should be a minimum of, you know, once you have your first concussion, you know, it's obvious. Um, 
two weeks, you're out for sure. And if you're out on a, if it happens on a Monday or a Thursday, like you go all the way to the next Sunday kind of a thing. So it might be even longer than two weeks. That's your minimum. And if you're still showing symptoms after that, then maybe you, you stay out longer kind of a thing. And I feel like, I feel like the NFL should take more of a stance with that. The hard thing with that though, is if, if they continue to allow these kind of hits and stuff of how fast paced the game is, um, it's, it's all but impossible to not have concussions almost at any hit, you know? Um, right. Because it's such a no, fast paced game. It's, super. Well, like, and that's where I say it's like, it goes back to like helmet design, things like that. I think you look at certain guys, like I think it's Bosa, right? Like on San Francisco, mm-hmm. he has a different helmet design. Um, I think like specifically for trying to like provide additional, like additional padding, in like specific areas like the back of the head and the very front like temporal lobe like temple area like where he can you know he's got this extra padding and it looks kind of different like if you look at his helmet versus anybody else on that team's yeah. helmet everybody else has like a rounding whatever speed flexy looking helmet he's got this extra bubble out that has padding in the front and an extra in the back i don't know how much flexibility that exists in the nfl's helmet design but like he has natural precautions that exist to protect himself from getting those kinds of injuries. And I think like, that's the that thing you got to think about. It's like, well, is this the perfect helmet? And they keep saying yeah. it is, but is it? Because I feel like the, this year anyway, like I said, it's been way worse than even like last year. And a lot of guys, I think a lot of helmets, you look at them and it's like, wow, they look really cool. Why do they look bleak and they're fast and they even call them like speed flex or whatever they call them now. And the reality of it is, is like, yeah, that's not doing any of your guys any favors. Yeah. Um, but then, like you say, like it, it is, a, um, you know, at what point in time is a grown, you know, grown men doing the cost of doing business? Yeah. Uh, and hazard of the job. Yeah. Uh, and, and ultimately, uh, that's their decision. Um, but, you know, you also think about the socioeconomic perspective of like, yeah, where these guys of, like, come from nothing. From, and the the reality is, is that, you know, you're putting 23, 24-year-olds in there. I mean, I don't know about you, but I was pretty stupid at 23 and 24. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I mean, like, I was married by them, but, like, I still was pretty stupid. Yeah, same. Um, yeah, if you, dangled, you know, if you dangled $24 million in front of me to play football, knowing oh, that the potential consequence, I would do yeah. it. I would still do it. If I had the skill Absolutely to do you it, would. I would have thought Absolutely twice. Absolutely you would, even though you realize that you – like walk right again. You're going to live your entire rest of your life with headaches. If you got CTE, you might have like weird paranoia and all this other stuff going on. Right. But oh, that $24 million or whatever, that's you take that deal. Yeah. And I think that's the, the challenge that, you know, I've, I've thought for a long time that like I've been thinking for, you know, I remember hearing some of the challenges say no way. Like by the time like art, like you and I like are like a lot of by the time the people are playing right now, you and I, kids get to that age, there will be no NFL because, you know, because of, you know, understanding the, the risks and all that. People don't make decisions in their best interest. Definitely not in the best interest of their health. Why else would they drink sodas, alcohol, smoke, whatever thing you want to do, eat fatty foods. People don't make the best interest. They don't make decisions in the best interest of their health. And this is just another one of those examples. People will still be playing football. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, I do think that like that it does put the NFL in a sticky spot because what do you choose to do? Do you have this game? 
do you just call it? Um, I think that we talked about like, okay, this is this game has of all the games left, it really has the big the only one that that has this magnitude of a decision for the playoffs. Um, well, it eliminates right? the Bengals. Every other game doesn't really matter that much. Like it's not a head to head potential of the one seed dropping to the three seed, pushing Kansas City from their you know two seed to one seed and letting the Bengals have the two seed, right? Because this is that's what this does. This game was meant to be uh, that game. Um, so you know, it's it's one of those kind of questions. Like, um, I, I think it's probably business as usual for most of the other teams. Um, but you don't know what's your what what's at stake. You don't know what you're playing for at this point in time. If you're say you're Kansas City, yeah. Um, and if you're you know if you're Bills, you're you're still playing for the one seed, but you don't know if you're going to have an opportunity to actually get it either. Um, and can you get your head around it? I mean, what are the guys doing? Like, like this is an oh, honest question. Like, you know, I'm sure you saw it too. You know, Stephon Diggs was at the. Um, you know, at the hospital last night, he went to the hospital. Yeah. Um, and like, supposedly they probably like caught an Uber or something, got down. And you, you ask that question, like, have all the players gone home to, to start preparing for the Patriots this week yet? Cause it's, you know, it's Tuesday. Your week starts tomorrow. So like your practice week for this coming game this week starts yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Uh, you know, are you doing that? Yeah, so um, the, this is know. the thing. This is the thing that I, I – the reason why I don't like this, the, the don't play it aspect, which, by the way, also, this is a little side note. This irritates me as well. I went to ESPN's um, playoff machine predictor thing, yeah. and, and they remove the Bengals game on there. So you can't even play scenarios of, like, if they want to tie, say they tie it. What does that mean? Like yeah. they, they all but re- they removed it from week 17 on the ESPN predictor thing, which is dumb. I feel like it's like, why are you removing it? it having it on there yeah. isn't offending anybody. Like, no, let us figure out what the scenarios are and they're uh, uh, able to be there. That just ticks me off. Sorry. Um, but when I was on there, they, since it's all but eliminated, um, that means it's pretty much like a tie guaranteed in there or the losses that eliminates the Bengals from ever having the possibility of the number one seed. They can no longer get it, no matter what. Because I put in there Correct. that the Raiders won yeah. and the Patriots won. And they will own the highest they can get is the number two seed, which makes it to where it's like that all they're playing for is the two or the three seed this next week. Um if yeah. the, if the Bills beat the Patriots and we lose, the Bills can come back into first place. Um Correct. And yeah, that's an interesting, that's an interesting call out though, that I hadn't actually considered, uh, because so what, what would that make? That would make 13, that would make the bills 13, three and one. assuming they beat the Patriots, right? Yeah. If they were awarded a tie. Yeah. Uh, whereas, uh, Bengals, the best they could be is 12, four and one. Uh, and if Raiders or whatever came and somehow, you know, beat the chiefs, that would make, you know, chiefs obviously, um, what would that make them? I'm like, like, Oh, no, if the um, chief, if 13 they, and four, yeah, 13, 13 and four, four. Right. So half to so half a game back on, uh, Buffalo then, if that were to be the situation, 
it's the same kind of situation. I mean, it's, it's a really sticky situation, I think, just overall. That, like, you know, obviously now the league's having to be in the spotlight, obviously, for a player who's, like, fighting for the life. But then also understanding, like, okay, now whatever decision that you do, like, unless you allow them to play this game. Yeah. Then there's otherwise no solution that is kind of, quote, fair competitively. Yeah. Um, and I don't even know, like, honestly, it's like, what's the protocol? Like, I think that, like, I, I can be making this up, but I thought there was some provision that, like, a game, once postponed, can be, like, called based off of that. But it's like, would you really call it, like, with five minutes left in the first quarter in a 7-3 to three ball game with that much on the line? Like, if this was the, the who was the Falcons versus the Cardinals this weekend, like, who cares? Yeah. Just call yeah. the game. It's over. Um, and I think that's the, the thing, like, that the, the NFL's having to wrestle with is, like, what do we do with football game? Yeah. Um, and then I think that, like, you know, I think as the players, like, they just have to understand, like, this is a – so, you know, you saw it. I guess that that's the case. If it happened back in – what year was that one from the Detroit game? 1971, I want to say. 70s? Yeah. Yeah, so – I mean, this is the first time this has happened in 50 years. Um, you know, extremely rare. If you're the NFL, what do you do? Do you just, like, make everybody go and get <laughs> tested for something? Like, I don't know. So, you do so here's some, some... some imaging and, and all of that. But, like, what, you know, I think that's an off decision, right? Like, that's a decision that you, like, this is a new physical requirement. If once the provider, you know, once the doctors figured out, like the actual cause, whether it was that thing that Douglas was mentioning the, that now it's popping up all, yeah. um, or if it's, you know, um, you know, whether it's that, or if it's a blockage that caused, you know, a stroke or heart attack or whatever, um, you know, those kinds of things. Um, but you know, then it's like, okay, well, great. Like then how do we go about screening that in the off season? And that would be the NFL kind of adjust their protocols. It's like, if there's a way to identify it before it ever happens, that becomes a new criteria of, you know, testing for your, for your physical to make you ready, you know, to show that you're game, you know, ready for the season. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I think there's some interesting things here. Um, I, random thoughts that have come for, for this situation is I do think they're going to do a no contest. So it's going to be a, a wiped game. Uh, which really sucks for Cincinnati and having the ability to have number one. Um, brings me into my next thing that I've been seeing on Twitter a lot that's been really annoying to me, um, but I've been trying not to comment on it because of it. I know it's because they're acting in in a place, from a place of emotion, and typically it's ladies who are doing it because they're moms and moms care and all those things, which is great. But... I'm seeing a ton of people say the Chiefs should just forfeit their next game so that the Bills get the number one seed automatically um, because they deserve it out of principle or something. Um, and I have a really hard time with that because, like, I feel like the the game is there, – there's rules for the game. We play the game, and just because right. somebody gets hurt, that doesn't mean they need to win. You know, they don't, right. you're not given yep. a participation trophy because you, um, are, yeah, yeah. I, I just don't think, 
I, I hate that idea. It just rubs me the wrong way. However, yeah. with that being said, do you think that the Chiefs might feel guilty and not play at a high level against the Raiders and might fumble this and lose that this weekend as well? I mean, I think those are good questions. And, uh, you know, I think those are good and fair questions. Number one, I think that the reality of it is, is does everybody understand that it sucks? Yep. Everybody understands that it sucks. Um, the situation sucks, etc. cetera. Um, but I think that, like, to your point, like, and I know, like, every Bills fan and anybody else who wants to stand on, you know, is, um, you know, gonna gonna be like, what? That's so terrible. They lost their number one seed um, because of this half game tie. Reality is, is like, go take care of business, and Chiefs still have to go play a game versus, you know, uh, uh, a Raiders team that just gave uh, San Francisco a run for their money. So it's not like you're gonna go, you know, you know, not not to say that you know the Chiefs are gonna play down to that level, but like any given Sunday, right? Yeah. Um, and that's just kind of sometimes I think the way that it works. And I think that it's one of those situations where like, it's, it's unfortunate. Um, like it's unfortunate, but I, I think it, it's hard because it's like, well, this is still kind of supposed to be a rule based game and you don't modify the rules to your point because somebody got hurt. And if you have, you know, and if, and if you decide that you need to change the rules then those to change in the season but based of the committee what i will say this is i have this big thing and i always tell people this at work because i, I deal with it a lot uh just in like you know my own kind of thing that people like to do um you know planning or business plans you know i've talked to you about that being kind of my work background yeah and they like to think the exception versus the rule and i always have to tell people i'm planning for the rule and we'll deal with the exception when it comes. Mm. But but the way I create my protocols, my the rule. We just talked, you know, we talked about that. This is something that happens one in if I now have and now when I expand my math, because uh originally I said one in eight hundred and fifteen thousand or whatever, but now that we know that it, we're in the seventies fifty years ago. <laughs> um now I'll, I'll adjust down for fifteen games. How about that? <laughs> uh for- I got to I got to adjust now for 15 game season. I'll, I'll adjust down for a 15 game season. Just just because I know that there were a lot less games um, back in the 14 game era, obviously. Um, so 15 game season, but based on 16 games, uh, 15 week season, 16 games being played. I'm going to keep it 100 snaps just because there's enough games I think that go over that. Yeah. Um, or whatever using the 24,000, but using now 50 years, that's again, back up to 1.2 plays. So 1.2 million plays of football have occurred, not counting special teams plays or not. Yeah. Not counting special teams plays as the first time, you know, second time that this happened, your odds of this happening are so rare um, that, you know, building rules based off of it, I think just becomes really challenging. I think that the rules have to be adjusted to say, what are we like, what we've already been talking about. Do we have a rule that allows us to push everything back a week so this game can be played? Uh, you know, whatever those kinds of things are. I think that's how you address the rule. I think you have to address the rule on, you know, obviously the whole five, if it's really, if that whole five minutes, you get five minutes of warm up time after an extended delay due to injury, 
or whatever, I think adjusting that probably makes a lot of sense. But those things happen, like I said, during rules committees, activities in the background. Do you award someone, you know, something different than a, than a tie in that situation, et cetera? Yeah, is there is there a, a better than tie, I guess, because the tie counts as a win and right. a loss. Um, Correct. Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, I mean, you can't give them both a win. Um, no, nope. because I feel like that's, that's just as bad as both of a loss. Right. I don't know. It's not, right. it, life's not fair. And we all know that. And I, I mean, yeah. if, if I, I would be honest, if I was, a, this is a chief situation and my team was one of the, was the bills right now, I wouldn't be expecting people to step out of the way to give us the number one seed. Like I, that, that to me is so right. entitled and that's so like, you know, right. That, that, no, you know, I agree with that. And, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with that. I completely agree with that too. And yeah, um, I, yeah no, I completely agree with that part too. Um, and, and I think it should be up to the choice of the team. Like the team should be able to say, um, I um, the teams, I guess, like kind of where my thought process is, the team should be able to say, um, like, yeah, we're willing to take the tie and accept the tie as the outcome. Yeah. Or no, you need to find us a time that works to yeah. play this game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, we've been going for you know, but that's it. But knowing, but you have to know, like, yeah, if I accept the tie, I'm not going to be the one. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I think that that has to be kind of the thing they have to be willing to accept on that one. Um, so we've been going for about an hour and five minutes. Um, random and, and Jake just pulled himself off a of mute. He's ready to go. He I know. Just got here. I was like, Jake, <laughs> I don't know if Jake's going to hop on and me? say, I can. Um, hey, how's it going, guys? Sorry, I'm late. I, uh, and I'll at least pop on and, and hear what you guys are talking about and maybe share a quick <laughs> thought. But is he, go uh, ahead, Mike. is he sounding like he's uh super His slow? His audio, yeah, he's, I was like, he's either. <laughs> really something going on or he's like talking into a fan <laughs> i don't know what's going on <laughs> yeah it was really funny. it was like it was slow too so like so i <laughs> could tell really you <laughs> yeah <laughs> he's back let's see if that's better so say something jake Try again jake oh, how's that guys oh that's much better. oh there you go that's much hey, better yeah i was really so wild. Was, uh, you have to listen yeah, to me back i don't know what that was about um mike texted me around well Two or two hours ago, at this point, it was like, "Hey, I'll be on around." I think he said eight fifteen or whatever. I I I was planning on being on, and I sat down on my couch, was scrolling through uh, Twitter, uh, and next thing I know, I was knocked. I had a long day of meetings today, and so I was really tired. Oh. Um, I'm I, I opened Discord and saw you guys were still on. I thought I'd at least come hear what y'all were saying and maybe share a quick thought. I, I heard Mike. You said you've been going for an hour, so I don't want to keep you guys. Oh, yeah. Well, I was going to say, I was like, um, we could just go into a crazy... I know Doug. Doug appears to really like the the, the juicy drama questions. Um, when I said, I was like, since I can't talk about it on Twitter, can I talk here? And he's like, ooh, I'm intrigued. Um, <laughs> but we could we could talk real quickly if you guys feel up for it, and we don't have to. The idea of the vaccine situation, because that's been a hot topic on Twitter, too. Do, is that too spicy for everybody? I'm I'm still talking about it. I uh, in fact I, yesterday I'm actually, fine. when it when when this first happened, um, I was in a in a group chat with with Doug and Lige, and I saw pretty quickly someone throw out that idea of potentially being 
a va- vaccination issue. Um, and our kind of initial reaction was like, "Ish, maybe not the, the time for that. Maybe let's let's play this out and see exactly uh, what's going on with the situation." It was just a little soon, right? Yeah. Um, a, a little insensitive to really jump insensitive. Yeah, yeah, insensitive. Well, yeah. my thoughts here's here's my. I actually wrote up some stuff because I was. I kept seeing stuff on Twitter today about this stuff. Like I, I kept seeing the same kind of comments and the same kind of stuff going on. And it was starting to kind of get under my skin a little bit where it's like the, the whole idea of the vaccine being the issue or the cause. Um, that was my very first shut thought. I'll be honest with you guys. That was my first thought when I saw it, I've seen a lot of soccer players and a lot of players go down very similarly in the last two years. And so like there, there's been some interesting documentaries on this stuff. And so I saw it, that was my first thought. However, there's a really cool YouTube doctor. Um, He's a skinny guy. I can't remember his name off the top of my head. I'll try to put it in chat sometime, but he always breaks down injuries and talks about what happens and stuff. And he, what I appreciate about him is he, he, he outright said it's not a vaccine thing. That part I'm like, okay, we we don't know. Ultimately, ultimately we don't know what DeMar's vaccine status was. So like ultimately either side of the argument we shouldn't be making assumptions that he did or didn't because nobody exactly. knows. Um, but he, this guy, the doctor talked about what he thought it was, which was that injury, that impact injury. And he showed the the aspect of you get a hard hit at the point in which your heart is on the electrical peak. Um, and yep. I think Jake, I think you posted something on it on somebody's uh, feed. Uh, but yeah, the thing that he talked about, about it is, it has to occur in the millimeter of, or uh, of second of seconds. <laughs> like it is yeah. Yeah, millisecond. Thank you. Not millimeter. That's the actual dis- uh, distance, yeah. not time. But yeah, it was yeah. astronomically out of like the dumb luck that it happened when it did. If that is what yeah. was the cause of it, and the yeah. part that's irritating well, that seems to be like the leading one of the leading kind of speculations. Yeah, that's yeah. the leading speculation. But the part that I, that I think irritates me the most on Twitter about it right now is how so many people are saying, if you're talking about the vaccine as a possibility, then you're crazy and you're stupid and blah, blah, blah. And I'm going to not go let anybody get, get away with it. And so they're like tweeting about everybody, like retweeting everybody's tweets who says that it could be a vaccine. And I'm like, A, yeah. you're literally creating more traffic to somebody, to an idea that you dislike because you think you're owning them. Like, no, that's stupid. And two... Yeah. I started to dig into it a little bit more. I hadn't really done a whole lot of research. I've been following stuff on the vaccine situation for a while, but I started digging into it. And Elijah, you you know this. You work in the industry more. But VAERS is the the area where you report um, side effects to to uh, for vaccines. And it's the only standard that you guys have in the medical system right now, if I understand correctly. Um, it could be flawed. It probably is flawed, but it is what it is. And if you look back on the last two years, they've had, so 2022, this is from VAERS website, they had a total of 276,445, or excuse me, 276,445 adverse side effects that the um, that were for vaccines that were administered. Of those, 78% of them were COVID-19 vaccine related. So... That's a fairly large amount, but if you go the year prior to 2021, there were 783,503 adverse side effects, and of that, 93% of them were all COVID-related. So whatever's going on, there is a side effects going on, and so it comes back to, for me, thinking logically about statistics, that Um. 
just because it's astronomically impossible that this will ever happen again, that someone will get hit right when their heart has that upward beat, we equally cannot be fully set that the that if he was vaccinated, it wasn't the cause. Um, yeah. And I don't feel like we should be calling people out and ripping people apart for their opinions on that. And I think there's tactful ways to talk about it. Um, and in my little write-up, I was like saying, you know, you shouldn't be saying, you shouldn't be saying, hey, you know, Damar, because he's vaccinated, he's getting what he deserves. Like, of course, that's a terrible thing to say. Like, that's not the point. But if you're saying, hey, yep. look at this stuff is going on. We should be aware of it. We should be looking into it. I think that's an okay conversation to have. And I, I just, yeah, I just was getting really irritated with Twitter today. I had to like not, I had to do a write up to get my <laughs> thoughts out because it was really mm -hmm. irritating me um, how people were just going so negative on that side of it. And I'm not saying I think it is or isn't because I, I allow myself to change my opinion and, and things like that. But I do think that there's just, there's just that fine bit of information on either side that we can't just lock it out. What do you guys think? I mean, I think those are all fair. I think that, like, you know, I, Jake had kind of pointed that one out to us pretty quick, like he mentioned. You know, we so Douglas and I were both, you know, just based on the timing, like that's it was right around the time when we normally get our kids down for bed. So I had just sat down to turn the game on, like, and Jake texted like like maybe two minutes beforehand about like like whoa that was crazy whatever. And I was like, what? Like, we were both kind of like, what? You know, what's going on? Um, maybe Douglas was working. I can't remember. Anyway, um, and Douglas is a, like, he's training to be a paramedic or whatever. Anyway, he, yeah. he works as like a public safety officer or something to that effect. And he works with these, you know, with, you know, regardless, he works with certified paramedics and stuff like that. And so, like, he immediately just like sent us that. Like, he was the fastest person. Like, I didn't even see it on Twitter yet that condition, mm -hmm. the, the community or fortis or whatever. Like, yeah he was the first person to send that back to Jake and I, like, I mean, immediately, like he was super fast, but it came from like, he, he was like, Hey, a buddy of mine said it's like more common in kids, but like, this is what he thinks it is. Like, so, so credit, like I'm glad that a paramedic can see it, like see a replay of it and spot it like immediately. That's a great thing for, you know, having first responders that are that, you know, uh, informed about a major event like that. Um, that takes like life-saving action right away. Like he called it out right away. Um, so like, but then obviously the stuff with the, the vaccine, like obviously to your point, anything's possible. Um, it's like, it's such a random, rare and odd, uh, you know, situation, <laughs> I guess you could say um, that it makes it really kind of just like interesting to, um, yeah, I think it just kind of makes it really interesting, um, you know, from that perspective, I guess, is, is kind of my, I guess, overall comment that, like, it's like, could it have happened? Sure, it could have happened. Is it likely? Like, no. I, I would say, like, it's really unlikely. Like, if you think about how many adverse effects, like, adverse vaccines, occurrences that there have been, and a lot of them actually have been related to swallowing the so I can see that's why people are going down that. Yeah. Um, so I can get I get all of that, but you still look at that even ratio, right? Yeah, two hundred and seventy something thousand, whatever you just mentioned, out of like sixty million vaccines or whatever have yep. been administered over the last couple of years. Like, so so again, it goes back to that odds game. Like yeah, if all of those things are combined, think about like just from an odds perspective, like probabilities 
I already just mentioned to you one in 1.2 million plays, right? Football plays that have happened over the last 50 years since the last time this has happened. Yeah. Um, and then you also factor in like, oh, well, then you also have this COVID thing. Um, obviously, those odds are much actually higher, but they're still really low. 270,000 out of 60 million is really low. and It's a lot higher than that now. Like, I think that was last year's number. I think now it's like, it's that number. And there's a whole lot more people that are vaccinated. Um, yeah, when I was looking it up, I think it, we're at like 200-something million. That like, that if you get COVID. Like, that, that's a condition. Like, it's something that can happen if you get the virus itself, too. So it kind of doesn't matter whether you're vaccinated or not vaccinated because everybody's kind of essentially either been vaccinated or had it at this point. Yeah. Um, so, anyway, I just think that, like, that's, like, it's two things, like Jay just said. It's probably really, in, I mean, one, it's really insensitive. Two, it's some time to be pushing a political agenda. Like, don't put your push in a political agenda. Like, people with the opportunity to do that. You said people can retweet it and say, like, whatever, you're stupid. And I think that we need to have be, a, be it just goes back to the political problems we have as, like, a country. Like, we need to have the ability to have good dialogue. Yeah, and I think and, that's... And be reasonable people. Yeah, and that's the thing. I think that reasonable people are willing to have conversation outside of the emotion. Um, and that's like, I think that's kind of comes back to that Skip Bayless comment kind of thing that we talked about a little bit before, where, you know, what he, people can say things that can be taken out of context or made um, sound harsh in writing in text message form. Um, but their questions that they have are still valid. It's It's okay to question. It's okay to, you know, wonder why things are happening or, and, you know, what's next or things along that line. But it is important to make sure that when you're doing it, that you try to do it tactfully and you do it with, um, yeah, just, just tact and just know when the right time to talk about it. Um, cause yeah, I, I think the hard thing for me with everybody who's posting about the vaccine stuff is like, if you have been following those things and those kind of people, their post isn't changing anybody's mind. Because everybody who follows them right. already already agrees with it, and everybody who's now against yeah. it already is against it, and so it's like, yeah, I don't think there's any point in posting about the vaccine, but I also don't think there's any post in point in bringing attention to it. It's like just ignore it, right. like mute the mute vaccine on Twitter if you have to, like whatever you got to do, <laughs> just ignore it because the and more you talk about it, you probably just shouldn't be on Twitter to like we're being real about it. Yeah, that's probably true. I mean. I, honestly, that was my problem for a long time. I've, I had a Twitter account for a longer, long time, deleted it, came back, deleted it. And this time I came back and was like, okay, I'm only going to do chief stuff. And I've really been focusing as mm -hmm. much as I can on just chief stuff. Every once in a while, I you know, deter from that. But I'd say 90% of what I post is chiefs related or football related. Um, and it's been great. And then now it's kind of coming back into this whole aspect of this, since this injury. I'm just like, oh my goodness, this is why I hated it. <laughs> like yeah. pe people have some real extreme views and real knee jerk reactions to things. And that's always hard for me because I'm, I'm not a knee jerk person. Um, I'm always a slow figure it out, look at it. But with that, I have questions that might not be appropriate at the right time. And so that's why I ask them in discord. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, can you guys hear me fine or is yeah. my voice weird again yep. nope you're good no you're good okay cool 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 um i was gonna say yeah i think i mean i'm, I'm a person who likes to look at at the facts of a situation and then what's unfolded and so i think that um i mean like you were saying mike with uh the 
um, with the vaccine and everything, it hasn't one of the, again, reported, and I don't want to speak out of, um, I don't want to sound ignorant here or just be spewing things I've heard on, on Twitter. Um, there have been more reports of, of um, blood clots, right? And people dropping, like dying from that since uh, getting vaccinated. Is that correct? Have you read that? So there's uh, so the Johnson and Johnson vaccine um, was, okay. was highly connected to blood clotting. Um, it okay. also was highly connected for women to having um, irregular cycles. Um, okay. And I have family that was close to me that took the Johnson Johnson and can confirm that as actually happening. Um, anecdotal, of course, but um, sure. Still, I I've seen it firsthand with that kind of stuff. Uh, the MNR sure. vaccination, though, that one. And CDC has come out, and I in my research today was double checking because I wanted to make sure it was coming from sources that most people can would agree with. Um, but the CDC has even acknowledged that the myocarditis and peri pericarditis um, have happened with the mRNA v- vaccination, specifically in young adolescent men, so sixteen and up, yeah. um, and it usually happens after the second dose. Um, but they do say it is extremely rare, um, right? For yeah. for the yeah, record. and I mean, I was reading on, uh, I saw, and again, <laughs> again, you were talking about how with uh, what's the name of that of when you get the blunt force to the chest can lead to your heart. What's it called, Ledge? Like or, or Mike? Do you guys remember? Cordis or something like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it has to happen within that such a specific time frame it's that so I saw the. The odds of it happening are like you have a better chance of getting struck by lightning 10 times in your life. Or yeah. <laughs> I saw that on Twitter. Yeah. I don't know the validity of that. Do not quote that <laughs> as, as fact. Um, but yeah. then it, it just goes back to the odds games um, of, yeah. of all of the I mean, I, I billions. Think, I mean, like, the, yeah. The billions of people who have gotten vaccinated, um, some of them are going to have side effects. Uh, I, I just find it, and again, I don't want to get too overtly uh, political here because at the end of the day, I am a believer of giving people the choice, choice to take care of their body how they see fit. So Same. more power to you if, well, if you're best. So, I mean, like, I think, yeah. Go ahead, Ledge. I, I, think, I think the thing about, like, the vaccines, like, I think going back to it, like you said, like, people got to have a choice. And, like, I think you, you have to understand, like, like, regardless, like, if you think about this injury, regardless, the odds of it happening, anyway, any of these things that we're talking about, any options, of what happened to him happening, whether it was because of anything related to a vaccine, which can happen. People should acknowledge is it's really rare, right? Yeah. Really, 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 really rare. You yeah. know, like the reality is it's like you have the same risk factors, whether you like CDC has even come out and basically said that like basically the same risk factors is two. So you have the same risk factors if you have the virus, if you have the vaccine for the virus at this point in time. For some of those things, there's much a higher degree if you actually virus like it's gonna happen like almost 100 percent of the time if you've had it potentially not 100 but you know i mean yeah if you've had the virus versus if you have the vaccine you're just one of those unlucky souls that got it yeah but i mean like let's take like peri you know pericarditis which is you know that in particular there are other causes not just vaccine related right so there's other ways you can get this yes yeah so Uh, regardless of how it happened 200 there's there's only two thousand cases of it per year right in the u.s go. out yep. of 350 yep. million people that live here yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's an odd thing like this, yep. this it's yeah you know, this thing that happened with him like i don't don't want that to be insensitive but like the reality yep. of it now if it happens next week 
right? It yeah. happens next week. You like, hell's going on? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, regardless of how it happened, um, it is incredibly low, um, and it's just an odds game. Uh, it, it is yeah. uh, whether. I just don't think that we should be dismissive, like Mike was saying, of it being potentially linked to a va- va- uh, COVID vaccine. I don't think we right. can, should just dismiss that just because that makes us upset. We think everyone should get vaccinated. I think right. you should have an open mind and be willing to consider that. Well, um, the other thing, too, ahead, Mike. is there, there's a podcast I was listening to where they said that you, people are linking a lot of these things, quote, unquote, to the vaccine is the good or bad. But this could also be just a side effect to COVID in general, because like you said, Jake, before or uh, Elijah, that when you get COVID, these are side effects that you could get. You could get myocarditis from just having COVID. You can, you know, the things that you get from the side effect, quote unquote, of the vaccine, you get for quote unquote, the side effect from the disease itself. So maybe a whole bunch of people have a weakened heart in general because of the spike protein. We don't know. Like, um, we don't know the long term. I mean, I think that's one of the things Like, we don't know the long term, like, because COVID nineteen's not been around that long, we don't know the long term impact on individual bodies. Period. Yeah. Whether you have it or and same thing with the vaccine, right? That's the reality of a vaccine. Um, but that you don't, you know, you don't know um, you know, either way. I th- I think the thing that I will say this, this is like my, you know, my one thing about um, you know, both of these situations, myocarditis, pericarditis, um, they generally speaking happen relatively quickly after you've received the vaccines and there's actually signs and symptoms, right? So chest pain, shortness of breath, feeling the fast beating, fluttering or pounding heart. Um, right. Um, so the thing about it is it generally happens within a week of vaccination. So we can assume that these guys chose to be vaccinated. He's probably been vaccinated for a really long And so he yeah. would know whether or not this had happened. And the thing is, is that both conditions are treatable. Like they're not, I think that's the thing that people keep kind of forgetting about is like, they're not, um, I know at least for pericarditis, I think myocarditis is the same, same way. It, they're both treatable conditions. I don't think you can play right, sports so you, with myocarditis, though. I think it's a, your heart is enlarged, right. if I know correctly. You, but you're more medical I you're than right. I am. Per- pericarditis is actually, I think, actually treatable. But I mean, in general, though, myocarditis is usually resolves with is usually resolved within a few months. I, I think. So I think it's like it's one of those situations. Like, is it caused by that? Yeah, that's potentially the case. I think the thing is back to the open book thing of like being fair in the way that you think through these things is yeah. could it have happened because of that? Yes. Does that mean that everyone now that got vaccinated have a potential that this can happen to them? No. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yes. Yes. But and no. the likelihood is so low. Like, yeah. right. Like, yes. But this dude, regardless of which way you look at it, just got, unfortunately, incredibly unlucky. And yep. Yep. maybe it's not unlucky. Maybe he has, like my brother and I were talking about this last night in our text message. It's like, who knows? Maybe this guy had like some undiagnosed, like underlying heart condition that he didn't know about. Oh yeah. Right. Yeah. No, it's um, true. It, that happens all the time. Like, like I, I would actually be, I, I'm up with the NFL. Um, I'm not looked up with, like the NFL physical involves, but I'm going to doubt that it, I mean, it might involve an EKG, but does it? Because yeah. right, because like, I think, or even I a think CT scan, like that other thing that's more important is whatever. It's more likely to happen if you if you're someone who suffers from aphid, yeah. aphid Um Like, I mean, the reality is, is every like 
this is common knowledge within the health community, but I'll say everybody generally, is if you have AFib, you're at a higher risk of stroke. So could it have been a stroke that actually caused everything to just shut down, right? Like, they've not actually come out and said what actually caused the cardiac arrest. Yeah. yeah. Um, and so we don't know if it's that or if it's some other thing. And it could be a totally new point. It could be the exact situation, Mike, that you mentioned from, like, the Lions guy where, like, he just literally had a heart attack on the field. Yeah. Um, it was just wild and crazy, but who knows? Like, maybe he had some undetected congenital heart defect that just never popped off. Like, things like that happen. Like, I, I've known a couple of people in my life, you know, died I think people just need to be like People just need to be open to um, listening to the facts as they come out here and be very mindful of not using that to push a political agenda one way or the other because we're dealing with someone's life here. Um, so have, have a little sympathy with the whole situation. And don't just be, if you're pro-vax or anti-vax, whatever, you know, don't use this. I don't think that it's appropriate to use this as a political as, as, um, Yeah, as a hill. Device. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to die yeah. on this hill kind of a thing. Well, that's yeah. probably a bad yeah. term. I shouldn't yeah. use that one. But yeah, Maybe you know. Maybe a bad. Is it guys still in IC or wouldn't necessarily use that one yet? But but no, I think that's exactly it. Like people will use, try, you know, there's, there used to be this old saying, I think it was Rob Manuel, but you, you used to be this old saying, don't ever, get, don't ever let a good crisis go to waste. Yeah. And I, I, I think, I think unfortunately people are doing that. And I, and what I like appreciate even though it's stupid because people are hopping on there and like going back, I think there is a little bit of like the whole, like calling it out. But I think, like you say, it's like be, be open to having the conversation and, and understand that like, no matter what caused it or whatever, the likelihood that it's going to happen to anyone else ever again is very, very really low. low. Yeah. Really, you really guys, low. It's, sir, I'm, I'm late. So I missed, did you guys talk yeah. about, uh, Jess was real interesting. My, my, my fiance, she was real interested um, in this, in this situation as it was unfolding and she brought up, she was over at another friend's house when it happened and I was texting her and she said that they looked up that back in like 85 or was it 75? Someone else died of cardiac arrest these. on the, uh, the 19, 70s. That was the only other recorded yeah. time. Did you guys talk about yep. that? Yeah, it was the okay. Lions, uh, Lions wide receiver. He caught a uh, pass 30 something yards and got tackled. And then a few plays later he collapsed, clasped in his chest. And apparently it was a blood clot that got lo- uh, dislodged. And so, uh, he was unresponsive on the field. There was like 63 seconds left in the game and they carted him off the field while working on him and then finished the game. So, Wild. What a different time. Holy cow. Yeah. I mean, that's just a totally different time for sure. I mean, you just think about that. Yeah. We had that, we had that whole conversation. I mean, like terrible, obviously yeah. that's super terrible. Um, interesting and different. Cause like you mentioned, I think, you know, obviously because there's a blood clot, like it took a couple of plays, which, you know, that's actually a really interesting question. And I doubt it's available for me to watch because I've got NFL access, but I'm doubting that that first quarter is available for me to watch. But that's actually a really interesting question. Like, did it happen previously to that? And that's just the play that he got up, right? And Mm -hmm. and fell over, right? Mm -hmm. Like, sure. did he actually take a harder hit? Not to say that that wasn't it, but we see like 20 of those kinds of tackles like a game. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like it was just kind of like, I just kind of hugged him, just kind of wrote him down. Like, it's not what we would normally consider to be a, some like tackle. Like by any means, by T Higgins, like didn't truck him. He didn't put his head down into him and try to like really pound him hard. Um, it just looked like kind of a team play. 
Yeah, I think hey, that's hey, Mike, the craziest yeah. part. Uh, Mike, it sounds like you want to say something. Would you mind if I just, real quick, I know this is kind of a weird place to do it, but would you mind if I just kind of share my, um, and if you want to say something first, go ahead. But, oh, no, go ahead. Um, would you mind if I share my just initial reaction as this was all unfolding? Sorry, sure. I know I'm so late to the podcast. But yeah, I no, go if, for it. If you don't mind. I don't okay. mind at all. Cool, cool. Um, so <laughs> I, I was all hyped for this game, obviously, yesterday. Being a Chiefs fan, lots of implications for us. And I sit down, I'm eating, eating my dinner, watching the first five minutes of the game. And uh, I finish up my meal and I'm watching on my iPad. And I'm going to go sit on my couch. As I'm moving from my kitchen table to my couch, um, I notice that there's a, a player down on the field. I'm like, oh, that's weird. Somewhat normal. I'm used to, I mean, uh, football is a very violent sport. There are injuries every game, essentially. Um, And it seems like every few weeks, at least, they they have to bring out a stretcher. You you never know um, for torn ACL or whatever it be. And so initially, I'm not too concerned. But my goodness, this was the most, if I'm just being completely blunt, the most scared I've been while watching an NFL game. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Did you, did you either of you, Elijah, I know you turned it on at this moment, but Mike, did you experience, did you feel that emotion? Were you at all scared? I was legitimately scared. And this is the first time I've ever been scared while watching an NFL game. So, um, I was actually asleep. Um, I fell asleep, I fell asleep to the game. So I had the game on and I had not been feeling well yesterday. So I was in bed, I had it on my phone and I was just kind of like listening to it. And I was kind of, I've been falling in and out of sleep and I I woke up to them talking at like the game had been, um, delayed at that point. And I was waking up to commentary of people talking and I was kind of like, wait, what's going on? Like I was really confused. So that's when I got on Twitter and I had to find it and see, and I was expecting like a hard hit and somebody with a neck injury or something like that, that I was expecting to see. And when I saw the fall, him just like fall over, um, like you said, I've seen a lot of soccer stuff that my first initial response was like, this isn't good. Like that, that's, that's a a heart issue like right now. Um, and then, yeah, I didn't have as much fear, but I think it's because I, A, didn't watch it live and B, um, I woke up, you know, kind of half out of it. So seeing him, oh, go ahead, Lech. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I'm like, I, I turned it on at the point where the ambulance was on the like and they had like all the guys huddled around. Yeah. That was that was where I came on. And then you know you had sent the clip. They had obviously showed the clip and it was like it wasn't a I've seen people oh. turn their ACLs or their knees and stuff and then they're like, we're not gonna show the replay again. Yeah. To you. And they showed the replay on that one like over and over and over again. Yeah. It it was so eerie seeing him take that hit a routine tackle, but him standing up and then his body going essentially lifeless. Yeah. Just ragdolling. Yeah. We, yeah, we talked about that. It was so like, he was was dead at that point. I mean, yes, his heart was stopped. And so at first I thought, Oh man, that that's gotta be one of the worst concussions. He must've hit his head and he's just KO'd like a delayed knockout. Yeah. Yeah. And then when, uh, um, was it Troy who said they were administering CPR? Or was it Joe Buck? I think it was Joe Buck. Yeah, I think Joe um, Buck. said that they were administering CPR. That was the first time I, I've ever even thought of them doing that on a football field because this is such a yeah. bizarre and, and just such a once in a you know hundred year injury. 
Um, right. I, I was legit emotional and, and, and scared for this, for this uh, guy's life. Uh, being 24 healthy, you know, peak of, of fitness and, and everything. Yeah. Um, just seeing this all unfold and the uncertainty and the, the silence. And they kept just cutting to commercial break, cutting to commercial break, coming back with very brief updates. And um, anyways, I just, I just kind of wanted to share my, my, as I experienced it in real time. Um, I, Cause I, I doubt we'll see this kind of thing again in our lifetimes. Uh, but what a surreal thing. And obviously I wish uh, I, I've been praying for him and wish nothing but the best for, um, for him as he, he hopefully recovers. Has there been any update? Um, the only on, thing on is, is, is they've, reduced, critical. They've, re- they've reduced the amount of dependency on oxygen. I haven't yeah. looked at anything. Okay. Um, yeah. Okay. I, All right. Well, what, what anyways, I know, that's kind of my, my little two cents there on experiencing it, it being such a scary and surreal moment, but go yeah. ahead, Mike. I was gonna say it would be really cool. I mean, I know Elijah, you work in the hospital area, but I don't know how advanced your knowledge is. Um, but I, I would be curious to know, I know he was intubated, um, initially. Yep. Um, but when you come to 50% oxygen, would that just be cannula yep. through the nose at that point? No, uh, no, not yet. No, not at that point. So, um, you're still probably intubated at that point in time. Um, and it's really hard for it's Well, it's kind of hard because like non-medical people were telling you what his dependency on oxygen was. Yeah. So they have specific amounts like they have different I want to know his leaders. Of, I was like, what leaders is he on? <laughs> um, right. Exactly. There's different types of oxygen. So like there's high flow oxygen, which is like a version of, so there's bipaps, right? There's bipaps, CPAPs, et cetera. So like, you know, we know he's intubated, he's full vent, um, but there's, there's varying degrees of ventilation below that that aren't intubation. Um, they've not, I've not heard anyone talk about him being estimated at this point. So he's not been estimated from, I mean, unless someone says he's no longer the, uh, you know, he no longer has a breathing tube, whatever is common term, but like extubated would be what the, the medical term would be. Um, I don't think he's been estimated, which means he's still on a full vent. They just do see his dependency on that. Um, at this point in time, which is what I would probably expect, they're, they're going to have to, they're going to have to figure out, like, can we turn this thing, like, pull it out? We're going to need to, like, have high-flow oxygen. Go, they probably have high-flow going for him, you know, and they start to just, what they do is they'll, they'll make those adjustments, and they'll just see what happens to his, um, his, O2 his, his, um, you know, his OSATs, like, what, what his oxygen saturation is, his blood, yeah, basically, and start to make some of those adjustments. We don't um, know yet if there's any brain, any, any brain damage, do we? Correct. Yeah. No. Okay. No, no, nope, no, there's been no updates as far as that goes. So standard, pretty standard protocol practice is that when someone has a, a heart stoppage that they go, you know, into like a medically induced coma for 24 hours to um, kind of allow like inflammation, things like that to kind of get under control, kind of get your body kind of basically kind of to the best fighting chance that you can get to. Um before they start to, to bring you out of that. Um, and that might last longer, but, but they'll keep him sedated on purpose. Cause they don't, they don't, they don't want to have to deal with, cause there's a lot of things that go into, um, you know, you got to think about the psychology part of that, right? The last thing yeah. he knew was he was on the field. If he comes to and he doesn't have any brain damage, which I'll be really honest, it's probably unlikely if they didn't yeah, administer CPR right away. It doesn't take very long for, you to get brain damage from, um, 
from the the lack of oxygen in your brain um, is very quick. And, uh, and so, you know, but, but let's say that he doesn't, he's still going to have an, a visceral response to being on a vent or, or something like that, um, too. So, um, so yeah. And I'm guessing like, I'm guessing, you know, I'm guessing his heart's working fine. Like never mentioned, you know, this is a thing where like, what kind, like there's, there's really no things like what kind of machine he's on. Um, for example, makes a difference for you to know about the situation. Yeah. So, by the way, here, I don't know if you guys have seen this video, but there's a, I'll play it real quick. Uh, so, if anybody's listening who is wanting the rights for it, it was p- tweeted from Andy Holloway, uh, but it's an interview with his uncle, I guess. It was posted three hours ago. So, this oh. is the most oh, I, saw, I, I did see that one. So, here, here it is for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's about a three and a half minute clip. Uncle okay. T, can you give us an update on how DeMar's doing at this time? Um, so right now, they got him on a ventilator, so they're trying to get him to breathe on his own. Um, so we're just kind of taking it day by day. Um, he's still in the ICU. Um, they have him sedated. So um, just continue to um, administer the medical treatment that they've been doing. I'm really, really thankful um, for the staff, the medical staff that's been working with him. Um, they've been truly awesome and helping him with his recovery. Um, it was a really, really, really truly uh, scary scene to witness that yesterday. I mean, as everyone in the, in the country probably can agree with. Um, I would have I felt the way I felt no matter who it was, but for it to be my nephew, man, it was especially more of a, you know, a gut punch to, to see that. Um, but I'm thankful that he's, he's still here, he's still alive, and he's still fighting. And um, like I said, we're just taking it day by day and um, continue to let the medical staff do what they do. Can you describe what the last 12 hours have been like for you and the family seeing the injury and then now in the hospital? Man, it's been heartbreaking. I, 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 haven't, been asleep, I haven't been asleep yet. I've been up since... Um, about 24 hours now, and um, as soon as they canceled the game, we got in the road and um, we drove out the, from Pittsburgh to Cincinnati. I mean, felt like we drove through a hurricane with so much rain coming down, but I mean, we weren't going to stop until we got here and um, be able to support my nephew, man, and just be by his side. You mentioned the support. He's got over $4 million in his GoFundMe page. You've had players and coaches come out. What does it mean to see all these people supporting your nephew? Man, it's, it, it, it's tremendous to see all the love and support that my nephew has out here. And um, like I had told the guy earlier, a, a lot of people don't get a chance to see how loved they are while they're alive. So for him to have a situation where he could have been taken away and he has a chance to come back and see all that love that he got, it's a truly an amazing thing. And I can't wait for him to see all the love and support that people have had for him, not just around the area, but around the country and the world. It's been, a, it's been amazing. We can't wait to see that as well. And there's a lot of people out here waiting all day for updates, anything to see how he's doing. Can you provide us any type of vibe of how you and the family are feeling about his progression through the treatment? Um, Well, like I said, it's it's still kind of day by day. Um, They still have him on a ventilator. So once he gets out of the ICU, I'll feel better myself, you know, but um, they're just continuing to to administer the medical care and, um, you know, We'll just keep going, like I said, with it day by day until it gets better. So, yeah, I mean, he he's still on ventilator. Um, and so I think that he's got a long ways to go um, on everything. But anyways. Okay, um, well, here's here's an interesting I, – I, sorry, I've been reading an article while I've been going on the path. My dad and I were referencing, like you said, I mean, we obviously heard his condition there. Yeah. I'm sure we'll get some updates pretty soon. Here's here's a crazy thing. So I'm 
I, I distinctly can't remember this instance of child. Like, you know, I know Jake, you weren't into football yet. You, probably, you, you were only three, so you remember this. Um, back in 97, I did reference it a couple of times during the podcast, uh, Lions player, um, you know, got paralyzed essentially um, in the middle of the game. And um, what's crazy is that the team physician um, was the same team physician for another paralyzation that and I, which I don't recall because it was, it was in '91, and then also to the Chuck Hughes guy. It was for the Detroit Lions, all three instances, and um, the guy was completely and totally, um, you know, shell shocked. Hmm. Um, basically, the, the 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 physician was essentially shell shocked after doing you know CPR on this this paralyzed, um, you know, paralyzed guy because he had had these two other instances that had occurred while he was the team physician. Um, and, and basically like he remember sitting down on the sideline and basically just saying like, dear God, don't let me lose another one. Like, Oh man. Talk about, talk about being, you know, shell shocked. And yeah. And this one referenced Chuck Hughes, who suffered the heart attack and is the only player in NFL history to die during a game. Um, so, Hmm. Anyway, but but just a, a crazy situation. But I can I can occurring like I, I do remember. That's the only other big, 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 big injury that I can remember um, happening. Uh, you know, and it was in the late nineties. Um, but I just remember like my dad being like really serious about it. Yeah. Too. Like obviously as a as a kid, it was like it kind of kind of get lost on some of it, but you still get the there's gravity. Yeah. Well, we've been going for about an hour and 45. I want to ask Jake one last question before we get wrapping up here. Um, we had talked about their fantasy amplifications um, a little bit earlier. I'm wondering what your thoughts, Jake, on this idea that um, Elijah and I had come up with where we feel like to make it semi-fair for um, both the guys in first and second place, so Hertz Donut and Team Mess, um, realistically team mess probably would have won that game. Um, but it's not fair to assume and just give him the trophy. And so with that, we were thinking if the, if, if indeed we are a $20 pay for the league, we were thinking we would give the win to team hurts and then we would split, um, the, the money between the two of them. So they'd each get $30. So team mess wouldn't pay anything. T- team hurts wouldn't pay anything. And then everybody else would pay the 20 and it would go 30, 30 to each guy. What are your thoughts on that? Ooh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So th- this, in this right now, my thoughts on the situation as a whole are we I'll just, just wait and see what they do. I'm sure by yeah. the end of the week, they'll have announced what their plans are for. Well, I would hope so by the end of this week, but who knows? Obviously being out very unprecedented, um, if by the end of the week they don't announce what they're doing as far as rescheduling with this Bills Bengals game, or if they're even going to play it, or if they're going to call it uh, as is, call it a tie, call it final seven three, Cincinnati wins. Depending on what they do with that, uh, I think that sounds fair. I think that going into into that championship game last night, a lot was riding on on Josh Allen playing well, as he was the only active player for either team. Correct. Uh, yes, I believe so for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So it was just Josh. It was all running on Josh Allen. And I think he had maybe three points gained and Jared was down. Team mess was down by only like six or seven. Yeah. 
So Alan's, yeah, so it seems. Go ahead. I'm sorry, Mike. Allen's least uh, like his lowest scored game was 12 all season. So if he had just done his least scored game, he would have won. So yeah, it seems to me. And I don't want to speak for everyone or, or assume the, the league. We could we could take a, a league vote. To me, it seems almost like a foregone conclusion that there's there's no way Jerry would have lost if Josh Allen played. Um, and in, in that situation, to me, it seems like Jer- a Jared TMS should get the win. But you never know. What if Josh Allen got hurt? What if he missed yeah. the entire second half and finished with nine points? Right. Yeah, well, he threw a bunch of interceptions. Uh, I mean, yeah, no, or he threw a bunch of picks. Yeah, you, yeah. to know until because it's like kind of a different situation where he's yeah, unlikely, but like he throws two or three interceptions and maybe gets you know fifty more yards, but those things off yeah. end give him enough points. And then, yeah, so with fantasy and with fantasy, you literally never know. I Mike, I don't know if I shared this with you. I was in two fantasy leagues this year, and in my other one. I averaged, I had the best offense. I averaged 140 points per game, full PPR, so a little higher scoring. But um, I averaged 140, and I, I, my my powerhouse trio really was Devontae Adams, Stephon Diggs, and um, Josh Jacobs. Those guys would put up like 70 points average every week with those three. Wow. And I made it to the... I made it to the uh, semifinals. So it's, it was a single-week playoff format in that league. Yeah. Made it to the se- semifinal round. Guess how many points I scored? I think I saw you post some like okay. like forty points or something like that or seventy yeah. points. I scored forty seven total points with <laughs> in a full PPR league with two of the highest targeted guys in Stephon Diggs and Devontae Adams. They combined oh. for uh, seven points. I want to say between those two guys, Painful. and I got obliterated. So it's not really safe to assume in fantasy, if we're being no. honest, because no. literally any given week the craziest thing can happen. So I think that's fair. Um, we can run that idea of just giving both of the winners. Is that you did the math? It would turn out to 30 each. Yeah. Cause that, there's eight people in the league. Right, and neither, one of them would would, neither one of them would then put money in. So that's minus 40. Is that right? Would it only be 30 bucks each? So we have eight was, te- yeah. Cause we have eight teams. We're saying that neither one of them would, would do anything. Right. Neither yeah. one of them would contribute. So it makes six of us at 60, you know, that's, Wouldn't that be sixty dollars um, each? That'd be sixty bucks then each. Yeah, I don't know. He was in the math. I wasn't paying any attention. Okay. <laughs> no, 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 it's not, it's not sixty. It's there not sixty because you're splitting it between two giving people. Giving them ten dollars each. Yes, that would be sixty dollars because we. I think what we're going to do twenty dollars by it. I think that's what we got confused earlier when we were talking. We're like, what? I am what we doing? But yeah, if we did the twenty, if we did twenty dollars by end, they get they get sixty each. Oh yeah, that'd be sixty. And each. that sounds fair to me. I would. I would. I'm more than willing to do that. In fact, we could even run it past both Dion and Jared since they were the ones playing, see what they think. And then yeah. kind of as a, yeah. as a group, we could put it to a vote as well, but that sounds fair because yeah, with fantasy, it isn't really safe to assume you, you can't guarantee anything uh, no. in fantasy. So yeah, that's a great idea, Mike. Yeah. Uh, you'll have to go back and listen to the first part. We had some interesting ideas for the league stuff later and, and all awesome. that fun stuff, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, I think I'll go ahead and wrap it up because it's going to take a while for it to transfer off my computer and, so I might be posting this a little <laughs> bit later tomorrow. Um, and then but, no one's going to listen to the whole thing because we've gone battle on for two hours. It's all good. I I know Doug will. Doug, Doug's our number one fan. So <laughs> I appreciate I appreciate that Doug is a, a regular listener. Um, you know, we're his number three <laughs> podcast. So, you know, that says something. Um, 
<laughs> but uh, but with that, we'll go ahead and wrap it up. I hope you guys all have a great rest of the week. I will probably be back next week. Um, I might do one more wrap up just to see kind of how things play out and maybe start talking some other non fantasy related stuff. Um, but I hope you guys all have a great rest of your week. And with that, we will see you later.